0: FullerDental.net
1: From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is Mug Day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condé.
0: Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 O. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next hour. Uh, David Kaplan, bottom of the hour, coming up. Oh, Circus Sports Play of the Day Mm -hmm. is back. uh, Finally, for the first time in over a week. A
2: little extra jingle in my account when I got back to the fine state of Iowa. What did did you hit before you left? Golf, and I almost hit my... UEFA Women's World Cup future with Germany at 8 to 1 and they fell in
0: extra time to England. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that England. To won the Lionesses. That. That's, that's right. Uh, was that Sunday or was it yes. over the weekend? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Nick Olsen was uh, covering Iowa State Media Day, Cyclones.com leads us to believe that Brock Purdy's still there, you know, Wazirike is still there. Mike Rose, is, why don't they update the depth chart for God's sakes or take it down?
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, just take that, it down. Right. Because you click on it hoping. Yeah, that there's going to be a
0: new one. Just take it down. It's not there. It's not there. Charlie Kohler's uh, the starting tight end. And right behind him, there's Jace Allen. Uh Nicholson joins the program. Nick, Trent, and Ken had to get that off my chest. How are you?
1: Doing great, guys. Great to, uh, to have Trent here back as well. And, you know, I'm excited to talk about some ball camp getting going already.
0: And we're excited to listen to you talk about it. It's been a long slog to get here, but here indeed we are. So you were there uh, yesterday. Um, just kind of an overview before we get to, into some of the particulars. Uh, what did um, what, what stuck out to you, Nick Olsen?
1: Yeah, really awesome experience. You know, obviously my first one here. And, you know, I kind of had a couple general takeaways, you know, things I was looking for going in. I think that, The team, you know, Campbell and and the players obviously are about as confident as I've kind of said and preached about Hunter Deckers. QB1 obviously is a major thing to talk about. The secondary, from Campbell to staff, players again, that is going to be one of the best units. And I would say one of the things that I really left, you know, I wrote about last night and I'm going to continue to throughout the week, is I think there are a couple positions where, you know, I maybe thought, that they were a little more solidified, and maybe they are with you know some of the starters, but they certainly seem whether it's the second corner or the third safety or you know the opposite D lineman that there's a little more competition among position groups than I kind of anticipated, and I think that that's something that is not only you know interesting and helpful to to me and to writers for content, but I think it really helps the team because it kind of makes sure that. You know, you really can't take a day off at this point, early in fall camp, right before the season, whatever, because there's a chance that with up-and-coming talent, you could really lose your spot in the starting rotation, in the starting lineup.
2: We know this is going to be Hunter Decker's team. There's continued buzz, though, about Marv Cookson, Ashton, (laughs) who's a walk-on, decided not to walk on at the University of Iowa instead, not go where his dad went, go to Iowa State. Is there a real chance if Decker's, I don't know, loses a shoe, so he's got to come out in that first game of the season, that it's going to be the walk-on that's going to get that snap, or do you anticipate one of the young guys with an opportunity to to take that if something like that would happen game one?
1: Well, I would say without a doubt there is a chance because, I mean, he was the second-best quarterback that I saw in the spring, and, you know, I, I do believe that there's still a legitimate battle for that number 2 spot. Now, generally – how these things, you know, kind of tend to work out at least at other programs or kind of other places I've seen, is obviously you know Beck is kind of the bigger name coming in. I think that he's got a little more zip and and maybe skill in terms of his passing ability, and obviously he is the one on scholarship. So you know I do think that tends to help players like that in the long run. But right now that that would not shock me at all. Cook has you know impressed a lot of people. Like I said, he had a really good spring and. You know, I don't think that the talent gap between one and three is necessarily enormous. I think that Deckers is the guy I think he should be, and I think he's going to be terrific. But I do think that if something were to happen, you would have a legitimate, you know, Big 12 caliber backup in there to kind of take his spot. I think it's safe with either of those guys. But, yeah, from what I've seen, I would put Cook slightly above Rocco right now. Were the true freshmen made available yesterday? From what I saw, and obviously I was looking for a couple guys specifically, I did not see any. Uh Uh, I don't believe that Norton was. I didn't see a couple other guys really in, um, you know, kind of competitions like a Gaines or Jace Gilbert, a kicker. So I did not see any yesterday.
0: Yeah, I wondered about those two in particular because I know you're very, uh, very high on those, and it's it's kind of been a policy over there that they're not made available. So we shall see. So let's stay with uh, Norton, who wasn't able to uh, speak about the running back battle and what he's seen. Jirel Brock was, and understandably so, he's been there uh, for a long time. Did you have an opportunity to catch up with Jirel Brock, who you know goes from a guy that um, that was very patient waiting his turn to a guy that we believe will get the first opportunity. Uh, to follow in the footsteps of David Montgomery and Brees Hall. Did you get a chance to talk with Jirel, and if so, your takeaways?
1: Yeah, short short time to talk with Jirel. He was, you know, obviously one of the players where there were plenty of big groups around him, but the running back room as a whole was a major discussion point throughout the day with him, with Campbell, and honestly, I, I asked about it with a couple other players too, just about the competition aspect, and You know, this was also kind of one of the the biggest takeaways I had. I think that he is RB1. I think that he's done enough to solidify that. But I'm going to echo what I said with you on Monday, Ken, that, you know, I'm not sure there will be a clear starting running back throughout the season. Campbell has, you know, preached on radio and in some media sessions how deep this running back room is. And then in his presser with with all of us as media kind of spoke about I don't have the exact quote here with me, but talked about kind of the different, you know, options within that group and how much talent different guys bring. And he talked about, he, he did kind of put out the phrase running back by committee in terms of, oh, you know, we're not sure it will be that, you know, we have a lot of great options, but I really did take away that there's a legitimate, you know, kind of competition, maybe not to start the season, but throughout because he impressed me in talking about how, "Quote unquote, we owe the players, you know, kind of the right and the trust to play the best guys and guys that have deserved it. That was not just about running back, but it's certainly one that I kind of connected there because there's there's just guys can bring a lot of different things in that group. I think Norton's the best pure runner. You know, I like what a couple of the other guys like Sanders and Silas can do as pass catches out of the backfield. I think Brock is Mr. Reliable." So that group has a lot of confidence, talent, and and I will say a bit of a competition here in fall camp with Jirel as the projected starter first couple weeks.
2: Is uh, Crony still around? Did he stick around? Is he giving it a go? He's gone. Did he end up leaving? Because he, he was a guy that there were a couple of glimpses of yeah. him, right? Yeah. And, he, and he was a guy that, boy, there's just so much turnover. It's not like the old days, right, where you <laughs> just kind of, all right, this guy's going to be around for four or five years. So much moving parts there. And moving parts also – at the wide receiver position, and you got guys that you know, veterans certainly there that we've seen in the past, a guy like Sean Shaw. you know, Can he have a breakout season this year where he goes and not just be that big target but do a little bit more? And, of course, the guys that we've talked about so much, and Jalen Noll and after building on what he did the freshman year, give us a dark horse. Is there a candidate, is there a guy in that wide receiver room that maybe we have barely even glimpsed at here that you have a, has a chance to catch 20, 25 balls this season?
1: Yeah, if I had to give a dark horse, I'd probably say Jackson. Uh, You know, I think that he kind of got a lot of love from Xavier Hutchinson while we were in Dallas. I think that he might be a name, you know, that people aren't necessarily talking about as much. And, And I think there's just so much depth at the position. Jackson, Gaines, Wilson, Stanley. I just, I think Shaw, like you just mentioned, I mean, I would maybe consider him a dark horse, too, because. I can tell you people on my board are certainly excited if he's healthy to give them kind of another opportunity and something different, then Noel will bring you, and then Gaines will. So I'd probably go with one of those guys. You know, I think that there are going to be really six or seven guys that kind of make their mark in the wide receiver room, but I think it's going to be really interesting, and there's a legitimate battle there between kind of who's going to catch the most passes outside of Jalen and outside of
0: us. uh Special teams, I don't believe that they have a coach. I think they're calling whoever they've brought in a consultant, maybe. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but obviously, I would assume that the kicking game came up yesterday with uh, both of the guys from last year, and Asali and Nevis both moving on. Uh, if so, what was, uh, what was the discussion when it came to who has the lead, or is there a leader, is the true freshman Gilbert going to have an opportunity, uh, here uh, is it Shackford. What uh, what did you uh, ascertain uh, regarding who's going to get the kicking duties?
1: Yeah, this is another one, my friend, where I, I felt you know kind of really validated because I knew when I kind of asked about it since the spring that there was not really you know kind of a lot of talk and clarity within the position, which always leads me to say, okay, this seems like a legitimate battle, and that's exactly what Campbell made it sound like. You know, I think Gilbert will get a shot. I think that, you know, the Shackford that you just mentioned will. He mentioned Nettles. And I think the kicking game is wide open in fall camp. That's one I'm, I'm really safe to say, along with a couple other positions, just completely open. I'm not even sure there's a favorite right now. I think Gilbert will get a shot. I think he should because he has so much talent, not only in the kicking game, but, you know, he's been one of the best athletes kind of in his home state while he was there in high school. So that's going to be one to follow and one that, you know, myself and others I I believe will continue to ask about just because there hasn't been much clarity at all, which, you know, if it's a legitimate battle, then I I definitely have to respect that as we are kind of just getting into fall camp.
2: There will be no battle with Will McDonald. He's got his spot (laughs) certainly locked up this season. What did Coach Campbell have to say about him? And did you have an opportunity to talk to Will getting ready for what has a chance to be an outstanding final year at Iowa State.
1: Yeah. So that was one of my, you know, kind of initial, initial takeaways with the subscribers. He, just like he kind of did with Hutchinson, uh, Campbell, you know, really kind of took a step back, I would say, and got a lot of little bit more personal, you know, about McDonald talking about the chance that he really had to go to the NFL. You know, there are things that he can do better to kind of, increase his draft stock which i've mentioned on here and Mm -hmm. you know the fact that campbell said he could be the first person in his family to graduate with a college degree and that's something that means a lot to will and that's something that i thought was you know really cool i've also heard that he's taken on a bit more of a leadership role as well along with guys like johnson and orion vance on the defense and you know, this isn't a really a hot take or anything like that, but the expectations are very high for him, not only, you know, within this team because he is such a star, but I'm already seeing him get kind of overlooked in, you know, terms of top D linemen rankings and looking at the NFL ahead of time, and he's got some things to clean up. You know, obviously you can add a little more weight, improve kind of his ability to be on the field more in the run game and things like that, but You know, I think that along with some of these more, I guess, established stars within the team, like a Hutchinson, I think he's really going to turn some heads. And I think he will continue to, as he stars for Iowa State on the defensive side of the ball,
0: was NIL a big topic yesterday? And I know yesterday they announced the uh, the second. We Will's been out there for what a couple of months now, seemingly. Ames NIL was announced. that was I know the players were obviously. There's a lot of them tweeting about it, and they were all using the same uh, the same um, tweets, seemingly word for word. Was NIL a topic yesterday?
1: It was not much of one. You know, I, I really made my rounds with, with the players, the assistants, and Campbell, you know, just just under 20 guys. And I don't think I heard that mentioned, geez, maybe Good. more than once. I mean, it was really not much yeah. of a topic at all at the beginning of this ball camp.
2: Realignment, probably not much of <laughs> a conversation. just those summer it's topics football. that dominate here. Yeah. yeah, football talk. Boy, that had to be
1: refreshing for really? you out there, Nick. Oh, you guys don't even know. I mean, the way that I love football and kind of being able to cover a team, it was so much about that and it was, it was so refreshing. And quite honestly, I'm already counting the days to next week when we get to speak with position coaches because I love the X's and O's and really kind of getting into what happens between the 20s on the
2: field. I'm looking forward to those conversations too, Nickos, and joining us CycloneAlert.com. Well, you had an opportunity to talk not Xs and Os on the football field, but on the hardwood a little bit today. Tell us about your conversation with Iowa State men's basketball.
1: Yeah, there's you know, there's going to be a lot coming on on our site. I will say that and I kind of left this press conference I'd say feeling really kind of, you know, gratified and like it was well worth it because we got a lot of content. The couple biggest things I would take away you know, I feel like Otzelberger has been really impressed with the freshman group as a whole. I would say, you know, it feels like I kind of set some high expectations for Lipsy early, but King and Watson, it sounds like, have really come along well, especially King and Lipsy playing some point. And then Jaron Holmes, you know, our mm. our friend Rob Gray asked him a question about kind of what it is like to be here and how he didn't have some of the most high-level opportunities before in the college ranks. And, you know, he just went really in-depth about kind of what it means to be here, his gratitude getting on the floor, how his mom and his family's always been there for him. And so I'll be fully, you know, writing about that shortly. But I came away really impressed. And he also mentioned to Marion Watson, I believe he used the word special at the end. I know that Watson is a guy with his athleticism, shooting ability, and defense that should always have a spot to be on the floor but I thought that was really cool coming from him because that was a question I asked Holmes, and, you know, it wasn't even about Watson. It was about King and Lipsy and he brought him up on his own. So I would say, you know, the freshman class is getting some rave reviews, specifically defensively, and I think they're going to be one to watch because Osselberger made it sound like if there was a game today – you know they would legitimately have a shot to be in the rotation.
0: Uh, good for uh, good for the basketball making that uh, opportunity available uh, for the media, and uh, that therefore we're talking about it, right? <laughs> which is which is good stuff. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at the real Nick Osen O S E N at the real Nick Osen Nick Osen killing it over at CycloneAlert.com, part of twenty four seven Sports. Uh, thanks for giving us a little uh, extra Nick Osen this uh, this week. We appreciate it. We will uh, speak with you Monday, Nick. Thank you. I love chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. Yep, good to hear from you. Nick Osten, 24-7 Sports, Uh Well, maybe some jobs that uh, we thought were going to go one way that are mm-hmm. going to actually be end up being battles. That's good. Competition's good. That means the depth is there, that they're building that a little bit. Biggest concern, I mean, is it the default? You go right to the offensive line because that's always been something. Anything else?
2: I think you know me well, and that's usually kind mm-hmm. of my calling card, too. That if— if it's close, I default to that. But it's also Iowa State football, mm-hmm. that kicking yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> M- Mavis, they
0: had one year respite. It, he covered up so much. Yeah. This has been. Did decades. you hear know what happened to him this weekend, no. by the way? Um, Mavis? He, he was on Jacksonville's roster. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know, was asked to make three kicks. It wasn't even close. One of them. A bystander. Oh, no. <laughs> Dave Campbell. I think it was, <laughs> happened to stand it off to the side, Jeez. and they cut him. That's going to happen, right? Right. I, because, I mean, he was dependable.
2: There are 32 of these jobs. Right. Yes.
0: Very sacred. This is what special. I tried to
2: tell you. Yeah. Shoe It was shoe Uh-huh. There's 32 of them. Right. It is so difficult. Mm-hmm. Think of the good kickers that we've seen. Go through Iowa. Guys that are really good. Never had a chance. No. Kyle Schlicker hmm Guy's not close to an NFL. Good kicker. Right. And there's 32. There's no backups. No. <laughs> there's no roster spots. Nope. You're not using one of your, your practice squad spots for a kicker. You get your chance. You get an opportunity. I remember uh, Mackenzie Homebrecker. Remember that name from you and I? Right at the turn of the 2000s, no, maybe mid, mid-aughts, something like that. Really good. It's super strong leg. Had like a 59-yarder once to beat Missouri State in the Dome. Really, really good guy. And he tried for four or five years. And he would go to tryouts across the country uh-huh. just try And so close. Got down him and one final guy to get the job. And the other guy would get it. And just mm. could never break through. And tried it for a really long time. And just that's the difficult nature of this. And anytime we're talking kickers or punters. Get into the league, that final step. So much more difficult than it any is. other Did position.
0: Did Shuda get a chance? Is, is he in camp somewhere? What is, was it Tennessee? He has to be in camp. He's got a strong leg. My my brain's a little fried after the week. No, two, I man. get you. Uh, there is another NIL that's uh, shown up in Ames, and, and all the players, not all of them, uh, there was a number of players, there. they were tweeting the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is separate from the We Will Collective I don't know enough about it, other than I saw uh, Bloom's tweet or Bloom's response on the message board that this group actually keeps more money of the donation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there's costs that are associated oh, with it, right? Yeah. Even we will. I mean, Bloom's not doing this for free. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he left his job with the university to do, do it. Precisely. Do the math. So, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to have more than one of these, but it will be— Something to watch as which one seemingly is the one that the players gravitate, and i don 't think there 's any uh, anything stopping them from you know being part of both of them should they desire to do that. you know you want to be part of we will you want to be a part of uh, Ames nil club uh, that opportunity presents itself for you, but um, we 'll see how it shakes out. this is a all new uncharted territory, and i 'm glad that it wasn 't a big talking point uh, at least at Iowa State media days was at the conference the big twelve Uh, overall as a conference, with the coaches being there uh, and very limited amount of players, so you can maybe understand that a little bit more. Um, But I'm glad that it wasn't. It was football conversation yesterday. That's the way it should be. We're getting back to that.
2: 31 days away, kickoff for Iowa State. 31 days away. How about that? That So that means
0: what, 23, 24 days away for Nebraska? Mm, Nebraska,
2: Northwestern. Fitz is not going to lose in Ireland, is he? Oh, I never thought about Think that angle. the last angle. name. There, there's never no thought way. about that angle, Trent. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, they, oh, we're they, looking uh, for all kinds of angles already. I, I
0: read a piece today that, uh, from a college football guy that I follow. He thinks that the three most improved teams do not sleep on these three schools. Okay. One of them is an SEC school out of the SEC East. I don't think this is a. This really isn't a, oh, you're really going on a limb here. Florida. Ten- Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee, yeah. I think Tennessee the, belongs. They're ascending, yes. Yes, yeah, so I think Tennessee might be the second best team in the East. Boy, I love my chats with Bama. Mm-hmm. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I went to school on these things. Tennessee, in the ACC, was Louisville. I can buy that. Heard some of that. Uh, yep. And then it was Nebraska. Trent, they better have the hair in the barn by the time we turn the calendar to November. Is that six? They're going to be six and six. Yeah, I could see that. And
2: that's what I want to see. Is that enough to save his job?
0: Is it six and six, losing
2: to Iowa, losing to Wisconsin? Mm. You just beat the teams you should beat Mm -hmm. and go six and six. Is that enough? Is there an Oklahoma win on there? No.
0: No. Um, Six and six, beat the teams you're supposed to. Right. Yes, I think it will be enough. Dude. I know. Look, the bar's not set real high, right? It's not Nebraska. I know. David Kaplan next uh, when Trent and I come back. Contreras is a Cub. Hap is a Cub. Not a lot of
2: action with those two big names. Playing some uh, music coming out here. It's like Tyler's back. Oh,
0: by the way, if you know who this is, we'd love to give you two tickets to see them at the Iowa State Fair. First caller, who is this band? If you know, you deserve two tickets to see this band. 284-515-284-5966. First caller, who is this? You'll win two tickets. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Please somebody call. 106.3 KXNO. Rounding deep in my mo- path forward. Are you looking for a new dentist? Look no further than Fuller Associates Family Dentistry. They offer a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. Dr. Stephen Fuller would like to welcome Dr. Kelsey Edwards to the practice, the third generation of their family-owned and operated small business. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines, and a new location coming this summer in Altoona. Call and schedule an appointment at 515-266-3437 online today
3: get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play enjoy the highest limits lowest takeouts and competitive betting menus download fund and bet from anywhere in Iowa Circa Sports Iowa Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? I radio.
2: Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. The Waukee Farmers Market features fresh produce and live music. Head over to the Downtown Triangle from 4 to 7 Wednesdays through September 28th. They have something for the whole family to enjoy.
0: For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's
2: Market PSA
0: is brought to you by
2: NCMIC and iHeartMedia. KXNO is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling But rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire renter's warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with renter's warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell, cash in, and rent your home with Renters Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429.
0: Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I'm blown away by the response to the... People like Disturbed. I understand. Uh, Apparently, I just looked at... uh, Cap, uh, good to talk with you. Are you aware that the heavy metal rock band Disturbed is from Chicago? Have you heard of them? Who? Right. That was my... (laughs) That's what was kind of my
3: response. Disturbed. No. Don't know them. Can't say that. Um, I may be your, your sports guy. I do not have any ground to stand on
0: about music? I suck at it. Yeah, I just uh, the reason I asked is they're from there, and I I didn't know them either, Cap. But man, we just gave away tickets. I was blown away by the response.
2: And Nick Nelson, our winner. So congratulations to him. And those are our ticket giveaways for today.
0: No more to give away today. No, they're gone. Anyways, no. Cap, uh, who isn't gone is Wilson Contreras and Ian Hap. What do we make of this? Uh, What do we make of the fact that was there no interest? Were the Cubs looking for an arm and a leg or they weren't going to move it? I think everybody just assumed it was a done deal. What happened?
3: So my take on it is, and I haven't spoken to Jed, my take on it is they overplayed their hand. That's just how I see it. They overplayed their hand thinking they're going to hit the mother load. Because I can tell you, people over there, have said to me multiple, oh, we're going to get a great package back for Wilson. And I remember I said to you guys, wow, two and a half months of Wilson Contreras, and then he's a free agent. You can't offer a qualifying offer if you trade him. Mm -hmm. Really, they're going to get that big a package, huh? And I love Wilson. I have been screaming from the mountaintops, extend this dude. He plays with passion, and he's tough, and good offensive player. Nope, they don't even engage with him on those talks. So then it's a fait accompli. You're going to trade him, right? And they don't. Jed said there were no offers that made sense. So, okay, you're going to now completely screw the guy by giving him the qualifying offer so it'll depress his free agent market, but you don't want him back on an extension that's fair for both sides to have him in your uniform so he gets screwed again there. Hmm. And then on top of the whole thing, Wilson Contreras was left to twist in the wind. So you're telling me that you watched all that from your luxury suite, the tears, and I just want it over with. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be here. His agent, I know for a fact, called Jed last week and said, hey, we want to be here, and even if you trade us, Wilson is willing to talk to you, if you're fair, to come back. And the Cubs have even acknowledged that. So after all of that, you're telling me that a three-time All-Star, And we could say, well, the Cubs have a big fan base, so they voted him in. You don't become a three-time All-Star if you're not a damn good baseball player. That no one offered you better than what a comp pick will be next June in the draft, which will be after the first round, you'll get a supplemental pick. You'll pick somewhere between 30 and 50. Okay, let's assume we take Trent or Ken. In a high school arm out of Des Moines, Iowa, that looks really good, and we get him at number thirty-seven. He's eighteen, seventeen. See you in six years, mm-hmm. six years. That's when we'll find out if this pick's any good.
2: It's it's baffling. I, Ian Happ, is? all right, Wilson Contreras. He's a guy that's come through and through all these different things. But then you couple it with Ian Happen and, and just a few of the other non moves. What are they doing? What what's the play? What is? From their perspective, what is this front office? What's the end game here? They're going to spend a bunch this offseason. They're going to contend right away because I don't get it. I just can't wrap my mind around what they're trying to do.
3: I can't either. And, you know, I look at, oh, yesterday, let's take the Yankees. Okay, the Yankees have revenue streams that surpass the Cubs. I'll give you that one. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers. Okay, they got a $7 billion TV deal. How about San Diego? How about the Padres? How are the Padres? I, I believe you win with A, a deep system, B, a good organization, C, star power. You've got to have great players. So I'll see, I'll, I'll lay my first card down. There's Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. What are you giving me back to match that with the Cubs? Patrick Wisdom? Cause you don't <laughs> want Contreras. Okay. I'll see that. I'll give you an Ian half. Okay. I love Ian half. He's not. Fernando Tatis. All right, I'll play my next card. Manny Machado. What are you going to show me next? Jason Hayward on the injured list? Or some prospect out of the Cubs system who's not in the top 30 in the game? Okay, I'll now play my third card. His name's Juan Soto. You want me to play my fourth card? That's Josh Hader. How about my fifth card? That's Joe Musgrove. Well, they possibly are going to have to let him go. They can't afford him.
0: Hundred million. Oh, they
3: gave him a hundred million dollars three days ago. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the Cubs' plan is. They have zero star power. I don't understand what in the hell they're doing.
0: Although I think, Cap, and I think you will agree with me, you do have to give them a little bit of credit here for some of the moves that they did make, uh, and especially the uh, the the trade for Efrost, who you know his teammates love him. I get it, but he's what twenty eight years old. Took him a long time to get there, and you get a guy that, by all accounts, if everything you know stays on the course that it's on, uh, going to get a guy you can plug in, not at the top of the rotation, but one of your starting five. Uh, in I believe his name is Wisniewski. Uh, so they yes. did, they did do Wissness. some good,
3: right? Okay. All right. So I gave Jed an A on the surface. That looks like a really smart deal. 28-year-old reliever who had been struggling. They made him a side armor and the pitch lab and all that, and so they trade a 28-year-old reliever, a rookie, and they get a 24. That's great. Do we know that Hayden Wisniewski is going to ever pitch a meaningful inning for the Cubs? <laughs> Until he does it, we are not going to know. So while the owner of the Padres says, "Soto, green light, do what you got to do." Um, hey, we're going to lose this Musgrove kid. He's willing to do an extension, hundred million. Do it. Let's go. Uh, Josh Hader's going to make seventeen million next year. Do it. Let's go. I mean, what are we doing here? Okay, the Minnesota Twins. They made what four moves yesterday? Hey, we need a starter. Tyler Malley's available. Going to take some prospects. Do it. I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. These are the Chicago Cubs, and unfortunately, they think they're the Charlotte Knights.
2: Mm-hmm. The Chicago White Sox are right in that race with the Minnesota Twins. Not a whole lot of roster oh. turnover for them. Tony La Russa taking naps in the dugout. Jeez, it just What can you tell us here? Because the frustration for the Cubs is different. It's a rebuild. They're going through it. It's frustrating. The White Sox, the time is now and the divisions there for the taking what about their day yesterday
3: so i think and rick Hahn said it i'm like you i'm disappointed if you're a Sox fan i'm disappointed too that's all well and fine and i like rick i've always been very complimentary about his work ethic and his brain power and you know building this team after trading away sale and katana and all these other guys okay then why didn't you make a deal because don't tell me, well, the prices were high, we were down the road and thought we had one done. Then you grab your team and you regroup. I'm talking about his front office. Mm-hmm. You regroup and you get something done. Your bullpen isn't good enough. I don't know about the depth of your starting staff, if it's good enough, and your offense stinks this year. It's just not the same team. So you couldn't make any move, but I kept looking and going, oh, wait a minute, I'm following Lavelle Neal and Dan Hayes and these Twins writers going, <laughs> oh, you know. Twins aren't done, another move coming. What? Well, the Sox got to have something coming. Nothing. I, I I frankly can't believe it.
0: Yeah, Norcott didn't they? they got a, a bullpen arm, did they not? One, yeah. Yeah, but one bullpen.
3: They got Jake Diekman, Diek- who has plus stuff, throws upper 90s. Yeah. He walks the building, and Uh-oh. he also has strikeout stuff. You gave up... Re- when the answer to the cost is Reese McGuire and some cash, <laughs> you didn't really swing for the fence.
0: No, indeed, you didn't. <laughs> Dylan C. still on, uh, on, on pace to win the Cy Young? What's he done I since I think the- so.
3: I do too. I think so. I mean, he's, he's the best pitcher in history to win pitcher of the month two straight months. That's never happened. So, yeah, the guy's been amazing. And how he wasn't in the All Star game is a joke.
0: Cap, did you uh, cross paths in your career with uh, Vince Scully, who did it for so long at such a high level? Do you have any Vince Scully stories from your career?
3: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. So when I first started at WGN in 1995, I walked into our booth. We're playing the Dodgers. It's a Friday. It's gorgeous. And it's, you know, the game's at 120. I was always there 9.30 to be on the field, probably upstairs at 10.30, 11 a.m putting my stuff together. We're going to do the show at 1245. And I look to the right. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Vin Scully. I said to our engineer, is he a nice guy? You know, he's at a different level. I'm this you know, newbie in the business. I don't want to go in and have my head ripped off. He's like, dude, best guy you'll ever deal with. The best. Really? Oh, yeah. He said, when I'm not doing our games, the visiting team will hire me as a freelancer. I've worked with Vin a lot. Great dude. So I walk in, he's in his sport coat and tie, I mean, pro. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Scully turns around names, Vin, tell me your name. We've never met. I said, I'm David Kaplan from WGN radio. I do the Cubs pregame and I would be honored if I could have you on. He said, sit down young man, let's do it. I'd be honored to be on your show. And so we did this whole interview and he said, he looked and Harry was still alive. And he looked over at Harry and he said, in this town, Harry is a Cubs fan and he cheers for the Cubs. He said, I came from New York. He said, we had four teams at one time. He said, if I only cheered for the Brooklyn Dodgers, I would alienate 75% of the baseball audience. So I had to play it more down the middle and that's where I learned to be a storyteller. That's what set me apart. And he did this two-segment interview with me and then I asked him, and you guys should play it on your show. I did on mine this morning. If you go back and on YouTube, look up the Ode to Wrigley Field from Vin Scully. It's how they started the 1989 NLCS Cubs Giants. And I said, Vin, that brought me to tears. I listened to that with my late father. He said, let me tell you a story. I was in the Marriott on Michigan Avenue. I'm going to go call the games for NBC, and it's raining. And I'm thinking, well, how can I do something different here? And he said, I looked through some old, old songs, and I, he writes this thing about it. This old woman pulling her shawl tight with, wearing her pearls and hoping that maybe Mister Wright is coming in this time. This time it's going to be different, and it's all about to come. And it is awesome.
0: <laughs> what a storyteller! What a remarkable. I'm glad you did, Cap. That's a, that's really cool. I'll have to find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- uh, last thing, we got to get to the Bears, Cap. Uh, as training camp goes on, what what's the buzz around the Chicago Bears? What are Bears fans? Boy, I was going to say excited. I'm not sure I can go there. <laughs> what, what, what's got Bears fans' attention?
3: Uh, they're excited about the defensive backfield room, and I agree with them. Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, and Jalen Johnson. I think that's going to be a really, really strong part of their team. I do. Uh, unfortunately, the offense looks horrific. I mean, awful. Mm-hmm. Brutal. And so, you know, what, what are we doing here? And I still believe in Justin Fields. I just don't think they have enough talent. And then the most talented offensive lineman on your roster currently is a guy named Kevin Jenkins. Unfortunately, today he missed his fifth consecutive practice, and I broke that story over the weekend. He's not injured. He's not injured. He is at odds with the new offensive line coach and the coaching staff, and Ian Rappaport broke the news. The Bears are engaged in trade talks. This guy was the 39th overall pick a year ago, not 12 years ago, a year ago. And they can't figure it out. So, to me, Tevin needs to grow up. But the Bears have, I don't know, what, 3,000 sports psychologists? Somebody needs to figure <laughs> out how you unlock this kid's talent.
2: The talent's there. Injuries were the big knock against him. And if he didn't have that injury history, he would have been a first-rounder. He is that talented. So what is it going to take? I mean, there's no new contract. What what else can be done? They're not going to fire the offensive line coach before he's ever coached a game. What can it be with Tevin Jenkins here? Frankly, is he just a knucklehead?
3: I think that that may be a very accurate description. Because mm. I found a quote from Mike Gundy who said, Love Tevin, he's a great kid, he's very, very talented, got everything you need, he's got to be in love with football.
1: So mm. you guys
3: can oh, find boy. that quote, mm. and, you know, if he's not in love with football and he's playing it because he's six, three six, 310 pounds, it's not going to work. Because when it's snowing and it's cold or you're hurting and, you just got blasted, and you got to get up and have a play in 30 seconds. You have to love the game. You have to be like Olin Cruz, in love with the violence of the game.
0: David Kaplan from Chicago, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. Cap, as always, thank you for doing this. We will uh, talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Cap. Look forward to it. Yep, see you buddy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone uh, of Iowa sponsors our friend David Kaplan serving the uh, Iowa, Nebraska, the metro areas with beautiful stone veneer products and if you have a need, whether it be interior or exterior, give them an opportunity to earn your business. You can check them out online, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com Visit the showroom 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Circa Sports sponsors Trent's play of the day. Yes, mm-hmm. it's back. Mm-hmm. I we gave got baseball stuff. You did. Yes. Did it win? Well, it's a future. Oh, of course it is. Right. I should have known better. Uh it's the uh it's the Saints, and I used the I I took uh Derek's The St. Saint Paul Saints? New, no, no, no. New Orleans Saints. Oh, okay. Over nine and a half. Nine and a half. I think that they're going to be way better. Look, they they're, they they're I don't want to say own Brady, mm-hmm. but they play Tampa very tough. That's true. Carolina maybe gets close to 500. You can, yeah, make Adla- that argument. Atlanta? No. Right? Um, and plus 185. So they get to 10 and 7, you're cashing. 10 and 7, I'm cashing. Right. So that was my play of the day by Circuit. It was one and only. One and only. But Trent's back with that next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 Meadows. <laughs> Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, final couple of minutes here on a uh, Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Plenty of baseball tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. We've got NFL football. Yes, we do. The total, 32 and a half. I'll
2: take the... Probably
0: take the under. No, I'm staying away from totals. Yeah, you don't score a lot during these games. You see
2: how quickly they have adapted, though, because that was an attacking point a couple of years ago. Preseason unders—that was something that the pros were getting out. And when you see that
0: opening number, what are going to see? No, Trevor Lawrence. Did I see that? He will not play. You know who will play a lot during uh, during the preseason. Oh, C.J. Beathard? Well, not for any not of those teams. Ah. So Sean Watson, because he can play in these games. Oh, that's right. So if you see a Cleveland game and you think that's a little bit fishy, mm-hmm. uh, I got. don't you think he's going to play more than he normally would? New system, <laughs> new team, can't play the first six, got to get him ready for game seven. He can play in these games. So we might see first half Browns totals make a little there sense. There you go. All Let's right. make some sense out of tonight's card. Who are you hammering? I'm hammering two huge dogs. Starting
2: with the Tigers here in 15 minutes against my Twins. Mm-hmm. Back home, I can bet on the Twins, so I'm going to bet against them. Give me the Tigers plus 185. Uh, Blake Snell has been a huge disappointment for the Padres. I-, I know the buzz of yesterday, but help me out with this price. You're taking on the Rockies who, you know, we've seen the Rockies this year, right? Oh, by the way, Chris Bryant's hurt. This will surprise you. What? Yeah, best you that. The porcelain dog? <laughs> minus 340. Is what you have to lay with the Padres tonight? Really? There is not a chance in the world. Plus two seventy in the Rockies. Sure, at that price, why not? Mm-hmm. I have to what's jump aboard. Ch- what's Chad Cool's uh, year been like? Uh, just south of five ERA, like four seven, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. He's kind of what he's always been—coors field and, pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's not too bad for a coors no, field pitcher. No, it's not bad. And then uh, I got a couple golf bets. Yeah, I'm betting golf. It's the Wyndham Championship. Oh, of course it is. got to be ready for the Wyndham. I'll give you two picks to win. All right, Sanjay M, he's one of the favorites. Like his form, like his putting. This is the grass he puts best on, the Bermuda. And the other one, a little bit deeper down, how about Russell Henley? Played well at this tournament a year ago, was a shot out of play, making the playoff. You can get him at
0: circa at 26-1, to 1. Russell Henley. <laughs> There you go. Good stuff. Good to have you back. I Uh, hope we'll. uh, Good to be back. Absolutely. We'll be back tomorrow at 10. Murphy and Andy at 1, the Fanatics at 3. Cyclone Insider tonight as well at 6.